Podcast. Bum Podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. All right, all right. So, um, this week we're going to be talking about Crucial Conversations. All right. And so, Crucial Conversations is actually a book. And uh, I've, I've discovered this book a couple of years ago. I've actually handed the book off to a couple of my interns or former interns um, who were entering into the world of work. And um, I thought it was a great book for them. And I actually just recently did a devotional and the devotional was called Crucial Conversations. Mm-hmm. And it was based on the book. And so the conversation that I want us to have, the crucial conversation I want us to have, is sort of, it's going to be, a, I guess, a hybrid, but really going to deal more with the devotion. But right. the devotion was based on the book, and it's based on the author of the book. Um, but it's about crucial conversations and how to have those conversations. Um, oh, okay, go ahead. All right, so um, I, I, so what it makes me think of, because the book is a real, I guess, heady book, and you know I like to have those hard conversations. The book is a real heady book, and mm-hmm. it kind of, it, it talks about from, I guess, a product and project management perspective, having conversations so that um, you can increase uh your success rate i guess you could put it that way and it kind of mm. reminded me of uh years ago um i used to work on a nasa project and it was uh this thing was called a cave report a caib cave report mm-hmm. and it was a columbia accident investigation board um and it was a report done by them and it was talking about the space shuttle columbia when it um when, when it um crashed or when it exploded i guess mm. and one of the biggest things that they said in that report was there was like a big failure in communication and how like communication, uh, it, it it didn't transfer well between between channels or between layers of management. Okay, right, right. And so crucial conversations. One of the things that it, it brings to bear in crucial conversations is actually talking about how how you can um, have that conversation subordinate to manager is one of the, one of the areas in which they talk about in that. And so I just want to dive into crucial conversations. And I'm gonna throw out uh, it was four main topics that that were given, mm-hmm. and um, I shared those topics with you earlier. But I, I just want to. Um, go through each one. And again, um, the book is called Crucial Conversations, and I'm, I'm not necessarily plugging the book. I think it was a good book. Um, I'm not necessarily plugging the book. I'm more so dealing with it the way it came through my devotion. But I want to talk about Crucial Conversations and how it might affect you and what you think about what's being said. So, All right. Cool. With that being said. Let's um, go at it. Let's go at it. What you got? All right. So the first one, uh, Crucial Conversations, and this is um, – it says consider your motives. Well, I go ahead. I'm sorry. I would say I had a um, not a, not necessarily a question, uh-huh. but when I read the four like main points, I uh-huh. read it almost as if a list a list like sequential order, like this is the order in which you do this to prepare. Okay, that's how I took it. Okay, I uh-huh. don't know if that's how. Not necessarily. I mean, it could because I mean, I guess it could be a checklist because mm-hmm. I mean, seeing what they are. So basically. Um, it was a it was an article. It was written. Um, the, uh, the the author of Crucial Conversations is Joseph Grinney, and uh, it was an uh, article in the Harvard Business Review. And so these are four ways to best prepare for a tough conversation. Okay. All right. And so again, it could be it could be a checklist. Right. All right. But you may not need all four of them all the time. Mm-hmm. But it could be a checklist. So does that okay. mean? Does it make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, cool. All right, cool. So we're going to handle it as if we need all four all the time. Yeah, me personally, I'd take it as a checklist. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like, I feel like all the parts of it could be necessary. All right, yeah, yeah. They probably are ahead. more often than not. Yeah. All right, so so the first one is uh, get your motives right. Right. Get your motives right. 
So when you hear that, what, what do you think of? Um, so, so when I hear that, what, what I thought when I first read it was, is figuring out what's the goal, what's the objective of the conversation, and then kind of making sure, like everything that you, you're putting into that conversation or you're preparing to bring into that conversation is all to the point of getting to that goal, to kind of achieving what the purpose of the conversation is. Okay. So how can, what can I do to make sure that I'm bringing the right thing to the table to make sure it goes the way, or it's trending in the right direction, is how I took it. Okay, so. and, and that makes sense. Uh, get your motives right, because a lot of times, I, well, I can't say a lot of times, but sometimes, you know you'll be having a conversation with somebody, and they'll come at you, and you'll kind of give them a side eye, because mm -hmm. it's like, Wait a minute, I hear what you're saying, mm -hmm. but what you're saying not moving in the direction in which you say we're supposed to be going. Right. So what are you really after, you know? And so for me, um, it just means that if I'm going to start a conversation with you or start a conversation with anybody, then make sure that my motives are right. Like, I'm not um, manipulative in my tone. I'm not trying to manipulate you. Mm -hmm. um, if I want to go to the store, I'm coming to you, and I'm like, I want to go to the store. Uh, you know, I'm like, man, you ever thought about going to the store? Have you been over on 51st? Yeah, I feel, you, I feel like we're both pretty much that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, really upfront, just say it kind of thing. So, yeah, so just want to make sure, um, crucial conversation, um, the first point is to get your get your motives right. And so for you, before you enter into a conversation with somebody, check your motives. Check them at the door. Make sure that you're not going into this conversation trying to uh, manipulate them, trying mm -hmm. to, um, you know, go, slide in the back door, any of that kind of stuff, but that you're, you're, you have the right motives. Honestly, I feel like that's so important because I don't know if this is a thing for everybody, but I don't like... I guess like passive aggressive conversation. Oh yeah. I don't like when it's obvious that when when you can clearly tell that someone's trying to take it somewhere else. Uh -huh. I'd rather you just say it, even if you feel like it's going to negatively impact me or I might feel a type of way. I'd rather you just say it up front than you to try to like beat around the bush to get into your point. I'd rather you just say it, and that would actually make me respect it more, even if it is negative. True that, true that's that. How I feel. And I, you know, and this is what, I, and I probably take because I, I take it a different way. I'm like, because I can't make you feel anyway, any mm -hmm. kind of way. Like you gotta feel. I mean, you gotta accept it and feel it. I can't make you feel. And so, yeah, just yeah, don't 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 be passive aggressive. Don't beat around the mm -hmm. bush. Let's just go straight down front street. Yeah. All right, cool. So, um, that's the again. That was number one. The first one was get your motives right. Mm -hmm. All right. So the second one says to get your emotions right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so tell what, me about what that. I think one. of that. Um, I think that is. I mean, of course, it's important. That's that's why I was saying this. This just seems like it almost like it works perfectly going in order. First, you're figuring out all right, what's this common goal, or what what are we trying to work towards, mm -hmm. and then next, all right, let's make sure that I don't have any bias coming into it. Let me make sure that I'm I'm really focusing on the end all be all. Mm -hmm. I'm really focusing on getting to the end, and I don't want to let um, maybe my preconceived notions or my biases or things like that to cause me to kind of push us in the wrong direction. Yeah, um, that's how I took that. So, what I'll say about that is, um, it's funny. It says get your emotions right. <clears throat> Before you enter into a crucial conversation, for, before you enter into a important conversation, of course you're you're going to be emotionally invested in that conversation. Of course you will, but it doesn't mean you have to be emotional. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
And it, it's, it's, it's a strange lot because, you know, when you talk about conversations or especially heated conversations, you, you tend to, to make, um, I guess, juxtapose one of the words that we used last time. Like, so it's either you're emotional or you're logical. And I don't know it's necessarily whether you have to be emotional or logical. Right. They both play a role. They yeah. both play a role, but don't be driven by emotion because if you're having a crucial conversation and you're driven by emotion, uh, a lot of times you might miss what's being said mm -hmm. because you're busy um, protecting your ego or, or, or stroking your feelings. And so you're, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to stroke your feelings instead of really hearing what's being said. So um, in a crucial conversation, I think it is that it, it's, it's great for, for the sender and the receiver to actually get your emotions right or be emotionally prepared to have a crucial conversation. I will say this, a lot of things that we talk about almost have certain consistencies to them. Mm -hmm. And this even goes back to kind of previous conversations we've had about I guess maybe emotional intelligence and different things like that. Um, because something that I've been able to develop just through our interactions is the ability to not have my emotions be a part of what I get like, not letting my emotions take over when I'm receiving information. Mm -hmm. um, I've become, I, I figured out that it's important to not just pay attention to the, the, the added fluff or the tone or the okay, way things okay. that come across. Okay. It's, important to pay attention to the words and so people different people communicate in all different ways and so when you're listening i find it my easiest way of staying in the conversation and not letting myself get thrown off track and things like that is i take out the certain maybe they use certain words that i don't like or maybe they um, say something with a negative connotation, things like that. If I remove that from my listening, if, instead of focusing on that, I try to focus on what were the, the baseline facts that they had and what they said. Mm -hmm. And so instead of me getting emotional about how it was delivered, I try to focus on what was said more so, what okay. the purpose was. Okay. So um, for me, what I want to say is um, I'm a words person. And so it's funny because people sometimes when they're talking to you, they'll try to use maybe emotionally charged words. Maybe, I mean, and, and they don't even necessarily have to be to, I mean, in a negative connotation. It could be emotionally charged in a positive way to try to make you happy about what they're saying, right. even though they may be saying something that's not so happy. And so I think I've, I've, I've adopted a mindset long ago to be a words person. Mm -hmm. And so I tell people like, okay, I hear, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, is, are those the words that you really want to use? Is that right. really what you want to say? Because I'm paying attention to your words. It's not your emotion. It's not your, um, it's not, it's not the animation that comes behind your words. Mm -hmm. I'm really paying attention to your words. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. 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 So, uh, we're good with that one. So you got to get your emotions right. All right. So the third fact that, Joseph Greeny talks about in this Crucial Conversations article is to gather the facts. Mm -hmm. What do I think about gathering what the facts? What do you think about gathering the facts? I think that is incredibly important. Um, it's, that's something that I pride myself in uh, as well. Uh, I'm a very research-oriented person. I like being knowledgeable about a lot of different things. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> but um and so I think it's important that 
when you go into a conversation to have kind of a full understanding of the conversation that you're going to be having. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you have all the background knowledge necessary because it's easy to get thrown off when like you hear something that you weren't prepared for or you you got a piece of information that you weren't aware of and that hadn't been considered in what you were bringing to the table uh-huh. um, because it, it almost has a way of derailing what you were bringing if you have some fact that turned out to be important that you overlooked because you didn't do the research okay, or you didn't you get didn't the, the proper facts. Right. And so I just feel like it's important to to make sure that you're you're well aware of what the situation is and what you're talking about. All right. So the one thing I want to bring out in that is um, about your facts, like making sure that everywhere you go, like even like say for instance, you, you're in college, right? Mm-hmm. And in college, you have crucial conversations with your professors all the time. Like you have crucial conversations. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have crucial conversations with your um, your advisor, mm-hmm. um, your department chair. You have those crucial conversations all the time. And so even in those, you got to make sure you come to the table with the facts. Right. And I think that that might be something that's, and I'm not necessarily saying you overlook it, yeah. but I mean, even for those, those, those students who might be in the college, um, college students who may be listening to this podcast or maybe even high school students who might be listening to this podcast. Right. I mean, just think about it. Like if we're talking about you having these crucial conversations and what we're really trying to do is we're trying to empower you to be able to have crucial conversations mm-hmm. at whatever level it is, making sure that you have the facts and not go and have bait. And a, and a lot of times I, I know that, um, we try to plead ignorant right? because we don't really want to be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's not really the right attitude to take going after it either. Like you said, this is a checklist for you. And so if it's a checklist for you and it's going to be a checklist that's going to be adopted for everybody, then this checklist should be consistent no matter who you're having the conversation no with. you have a conversation with, yeah. what it's about, all those different things. Any kind of important conversation, you should really pay attention to these factors i think it, it's it's great yeah for that. G- gather your facts man so when you go in there you know you 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 ahead of the game and All then right. um something else i wanted to say that might even take us into the next point is a part of gathering facts i like to be aware of different points of view of multiple points okay. of view yeah, before yeah. i have a conversation with someone yeah you jump in the gun but that's okay I was just saying, I'm part of gaining the knowledge. But but going into the next one, since you say it's going into the next one. All right. um, The fourth point was to get curious. To get curious, yeah. Um, And the way I took getting curious is just being aware, or not being aware, go into it not just trying to get off what you have to say, go into it just not being all about my side of it, be open to growing mm-hmm. um be open to giving be open to growing just be open to everybody benefiting mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to like we're all, we're all trying to improve we're all trying to make maybe we're working on common goal we want that to be better or maybe we're both working on something in our, our relationship or different things it's all about improving getting better so you want to be open and make sure that you're available to gain um, and to give. So it's interesting that you say that. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna try to go a couple different places really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, you're right about that. Um, we are all, more often than not, we try to win and not lose. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's not always about winning at any cost or you know not losing. Uh, it's all about 
everybody growing. Right. And so in a crucial conversation, it is important that even going in, if I think I have the upper hand, not for me to try to go in there and destroy right. my... It's not about having the upper yeah, hand. It's, it's not about that. It's about... It's about actually, it's about being able to effectively communicate so that everybody understands mm -hmm. and they come away with a common ground. I mean, it's like... Uh, they, they say it's three, three sides to every story. Right. My side, your side, and the truth. You know, it, it's not about me making sure that my point gets won. Right. It's about me understanding. It's about me helping you to understand me mm -hmm. and me understanding you. And I'll I think say, that's where the, this curious part came in. But go ahead. Uh, I'll say um, something that I've heard when it comes to people talking about relationships is when you're having a discussion or an argument, a disagreement, mm -hmm. the way you want to go into it is it's not me versus you. It's me, you against the problem. Yeah, and that's, so kinda, good that's a good one. Kind of going into it with that same mindset. It's not me. Like I'm not trying to beat you down. I'm not trying to to um, kind of diminish what you're saying. I truly want to understand what you're saying. And we should be using both thought processes, both point of views together so that we can create, uh, find common ground, find commonality, and to create something greater than just the two set apart things. Right, because honestly, like you said, I mean, we're trying to tackle a problem or we're trying to tackle a project or we're trying to tackle, it's not, we're not trying to tackle each other. Mm -hmm. We're trying to make sure that something is achieved and in making sure that something is achieved it if you got more than one 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 point of view it just enhances your, your chances for success and as a matter of fact like if going back to what um actually in the devotion the way they talked about um getting curious uh the the guy was talking about how he was getting ready to have a conversation with somebody and he was i mean he was loaded for bear he was getting ready to eat him up because he knew and then he was just, you know, like the Holy Spirit just convicted him, mm -hmm. right? And said, well, consider the other man's point of view. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, if in, in having crucial conversations, it's always great to consider the other person's point of view. And I, I think that's one thing I've grown, I've grown good at is like just trying to figure out, like I know my stance, right? So what could their stance be? Mm -hmm. Why could they feel the way they feel? And making sure that at the end of the day, everybody walks away, um, not necessarily happy, because it's not necessarily about being happy, but walk away feeling understood, mm -hmm. walk away feeling heard. Uh, because even if my point of view is the appropriate one in this setting, right. their point of view could help me in the next setting that I'm in. And exactly. if I'm not curious enough about their point of view to hear it, understand it, and accept it, then I'm always walking around one-sided. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's not one side is not the way to be. No, that ain't the way to be. It's, it's never the way to be. There's always something that can be gained from a, a situation or from a person, even if it's not necessarily for right now, you can gain something for later down the line. So I feel like it's really important to be open and to be curious and always be after gaining new understanding. Right, right. All right, cool. So, yeah. So um, we, today we're talking crucial conversations. Uh, again, crucial conversations based on a book. Uh, we didn't we didn't base our conversation on the book. We actually based our conversation loosely on a devotion that I did on crucial conversations, where the author Joseph Grinney uh, did a, a, a article in the Harvard Business Review, and he gave four points, four points that we decided that we're going to use as a checklist yeah. as we as we carry on conversations with others that tend to be crucial, high state conversations, and those four points were. 
Number one was to get your motives right. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two was to get your emotions right. Number three was to gather the facts. And, and then finally, um, it was to get curious. And right. so I think that's a really good checklist uh, to go by as as we strive to have productive, crucial conversations. Yeah, do the checklist. Do the checklist. Do the checklist. All right. You got any, any, any final thoughts? Um, no, I think you summed it up pretty well. Do the checklist. All right, do All the right, checklist. That's what I got to say. All right, cool. So a bum podcast. Bum podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. We out.